Welcome to the Black Knight Nation podcast. I'm Sal Interdonado here with Jim Zopolis and Connor Crean. We're going to uh, talk about the, the big news of the day, um, Army football being snubbed from a bowl game. It was kind of shocking uh, all day long. We're waiting to hear who's going to play Army in the Independence Bowl. We're waiting for a name of an opponent. And I say about maybe a few hours uh, earlier, we get um, the Independence Bowl saying they're canceling the, the Independence Bowl because they can't basically find another team for army to play and uh so jim and connor we it's like um you know 24 hours earlier celebrating a commander-in-chief's trophy for army and now we get this news and a nine and two team is is, is not playing in a bowl as we speak right now it, it, it's kind of a little mind-boggling go ahead jim yeah, no, hey, listen, it, it is. It's it's frustrating, I think, as much as mind-boggling. Uh, the fact that the SEC, uh, with uh, at last count, 10 to 11 teams, uh, frankly, two of them uh, with two law, two wins, one with the three wins, uh, playing in bowl games and actually fairly close to New Year's Day. And to me, is if that doesn't just scream money is the most important thing, then rewarding uh, intercollegiate athletes uh, with their hard work and performance on the field. I, I don't know what else does. Yeah, and, and, and money is an interesting factor that you mentioned that because if you look at Army's past bowl appearances, we've done a great job selling tickets. We travel well. We are a national team. So bringing revenue to your bowl should not be an issue when dealing with Army. So that's kind of surprising. And Sal, to your point about coming off the high and just expecting – to hear more good news today. It was certainly uh, demoralizing. And it just frustrates me that in a year where conferences, bowls, everybody should have been planning ahead, much like Mr. Mike Buddy did and, and Mr. Barberetta did early back in the summer when they knew this season was going to be crazy, it seems like there was just a lack of preparation on the part of of these individuals involved in making this bowl game happen. And it's just frustrating when at the end of the day, it's the, the players who are going to lose out on this experience now. You know, cons with that too, is that the fact that we're going to talk about, you know, the PAC 12, it wasn't a conference decision. It's an individual team decision. So we're lined up against, you know, there was, I would probably say four realistic opponents going into Saturday's game. To mm -hmm. me, I could probably say Stanford, UCLA, Arizona State, who I thought was going to be favored over Oregon State, which they won and turned out to be a 500 team. But really, at the end of the day, you start these pregame announcements of, I'm going to take a knee uh, going into the bowl game. We're going to conclude our season. If you are healthy enough to play that ball game last night, you're telling me you can't hold on for a $2.2 million paycheck to face off against uh, the Army Black Knights. Well, you're, you're, you're right, but also you, you wonder – about the players on the opposing teams, I'm pretty sure they would want to play in a game. I don't think any of those kids in those other locker rooms are saying, nah, you know what? We've had enough for this year. We'll just, we'll pack it up. We'll go home for the, the rest of the winter. I'm sure a lot of these these teams are chomping at the bit to play another game. There, there's teams out there that, that could play. So it's just too many adults uh, getting in the room and, and getting in the way of uh, good decision-making here. 
There are a lot of good teams, and I think the advertising too, as far as the Independence Bowl, uh, is I saw the streamers change and I saw the advertisements change for the different conferences. You saw that the AAC snuck in there. You also saw the conference uh, USA snuck in there as well. To me, another uh, conference that I thought would have a lot of eligible teams would be the MAC. The MAC had a phenomenal season this year with bounce back teams like Kent State, uh, Miami, Ohio, Ohio University. Uh, Ball State obviously knocking off uh, Buffalo in the championship game. Western mm-hmm. Michigan, Toledo. So you have six potential uh, opponents from the MAC itself. And depending on what their individual decisions were, whether or not to play those games, I think that's a conference that we have to reach out to to see if we could get back to a bowl game. No, I, I think I do, and I trust from, from what I'm hearing that uh, the powers that be at Army are doing everything in their power right now to make it happen. And we saw maybe about an hour ago, the athletic department put out a statement from Mr. Buddy saying that, hey, we're not giving up yet. We're not going to quit. We're going to find a way to get that opportunity to get that 10th win. So I, I'm grateful in that regard that we have an athletic director and an athletic department that is willing to put in the work and not just throw their hands up and say, oh, man, it's 2020, COVID. Like, oh, what can we do? Well, you can figure out a solution. That's what you can do. What are you What are you showing all these young players, all these coaches, all these conferences, all these schools? What are you teaching your players when you're faced with adversity that everybody is faced with the same adversity this year with, with COVID? And then it's just, oh, well, if you have a good enough excuse, then it's okay to, to quit. That, that's not teaching any good lessons to these, these people beyond the game of football. So it's just time and time again, I think we're seeing people with selfish motivations who are looking at the bottom dollar. And don't get me wrong. I'm not a babe in the woods. I get how the world works. I get that money plays a very big part in college football. But uh, – to just opt out the way that they're all doing is just really, really disheartening. Yeah, uh, we have the um, post by the Independence Bowl that we could put up on the screen real quick and their message. Um, you know, I guess it is what it is here. You know, saying that they, what is they saying? A lack of teams available to play in bowl games. Um, yeah, Jim, Jim but, you disagree with that, right? So. But how, how can you say there's a lack of teams when I see these teams with two and three wins? who are going to other bowl games. I, you know, I, I get that, you know, there's a, there's a time with the Pac-12, but if nobody from the Pac-12 wants to play, then maybe, hey, Independence Bowl, maybe you need to amend some things and say, all right, well, we're going to go look for somebody else to play in this bowl game. Because I have to imagine the yeah. money lost from not playing the game is much greater than if you brought in a team from another conference and maybe didn't sell as many tickets. And real quick, I... Uh, real quick, I think we saw this um, before with uh, San Diego State when Army was going to play San Diego play San Diego State in bowl game. There are deals between these bowls where they'll, where they'll work out something so you can get the, out of the, your affiliation, so to speak, right? Mm-hmm. And you can make a game happen. I, I find it, like I said, I, I agree with you. I find it hard to believe that the Independence Bowl doesn't want Army playing in their bowl right first and doesn't want does, can't find anybody to play Army. It, it is it is a little it is a little strange. I'll, so, I'll, yeah, yeah, you know. And so, with with the other thing, as far as uh, ironically, the Independence Bowl, uh, I think Liberty would have been a fantastic opponent. I mean, you just take two independents 
that I, whether or not, you know, Liberty had a tie-in or whether they just picked the bull uh, based on, um, you know, you know, the attractiveness or where their fan base was going to be. Two strong independence team like Liberty and Army, I think would have been a great matchup. And as we talked about last night, Louisiana would have been fantastic, somewhat of a home team uh, matchup to where we would have drawn a lot of energy, not just by Army, but by Louisiana. Texas yeah. San Antonio, Louisiana's playing. Tech, a, a team that Army's played already and beat, right? And then you look at all day long, right, guys? I'm reading these bold pro- projections and they're changing. One minute you're playing uh, South Carolina in the uh, Gasparilla Bowl, right? And the next minute you're playing, you might be playing Coastal in the Cure Bowl. Um, man, that was my dream. We talked about this last night, Jim. That was my dream matchup, Army versus Coastal. That, that, that Coastal's now playing Liberty. So, I mean, it's just, it seems like, Teams or schools were going for where their best matchup might be or where the money was better. I don't know. It seems like the Cure Bowls probably might be a little bit more than the Independence Bowl. I, I don't know. I just like – it's just really – you know, what as a coach, as Jeff Munkin, what do you tell your players now? I mean, you expected – you just coming off that win, you're saying, okay, we're not done yet. We got one more game and we can get to 10 wins. And I'm sure that the team – I don't know if the team had a meeting today where they were hanging around waiting for the news like you would in an NCAA tournament or something like that. But what if they did? Imagine the disappointment on these players that they're, they may not, these seniors may not get another snap now in their careers. I, yes. I will say the CIC probably eases that slightly, very slightly. Um, that is actually, you know, it's obviously a very big deal and, and, um, but to just the, the roller coaster to go from season is pretty much canceled to putting together a schedule that you were able to play. And then, you know, you still had some things that went wrong with BYU not coming to play us. And then Air Force saying they had issues and were not able to play us in November when they were originally scheduled to then go through all that to win nine ball games have to deal with this. The only thing I will say is when you watch how army has battled that adversity all year, I think they'll find a way to get through this too. And and when you see the message that coach Munkin preaches to, to these players to be tough, uh, I, I think he'll tell them, you know, be patient. We'll figure it out. We'll get it done. We'll find a way. Uh, and, and I think having good leaders like coach Munkin and, and that entire coaching staff, Speaking to the players helps them battle all this adversity that they're dealing with on their plates today. You know, Cons, I think in addition to everything that you just said is I would almost I would almost guarantee that one, they were all together. They were anticipating um, their opponent to be announced Two, I think even after it wasn't announced, I think they maybe watched a little film. Probably with the fact that we have Bob Beretta on our side working with Mike Buddy to make things happen, I think that we're not only hopeful, but I think we're leaning into it. So just short of getting on a plane to Shreveport, I think these guys, their heads are still in the game. I think they're ready to go on to a bowl game, and I think mental preparation is is probably one of our lower uh, worries on, on the entire hierarchy of things that got to happen between now and realistically within the next six days in order to play a bowl. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think we're ready. I think it doesn't matter who it is, and, and very similar to the location of let's play in a parking lot. I don't think it matters to the opponent. It's going to be very difficult, but uh, whoever it is, uh, we're going to grab a little game tape and uh, get ready to roll. 
Yeah, and I think I, they'll never admit it, but I do think opposing coaches are concerned with playing Army on short notice because preparing for the option is a tall task. And even when you have players that are bigger, players that are faster, players that are stronger than us, it doesn't matter because we execute – our fundamentals, obviously our defense has shown that we can play with anybody, so I'm not worried about that. And Coach Woody has those boys dialed in. Uh, so I think that is a challenge that we will see. Uh, and, again, I don't think it will ever come out publicly, but there's definitely coaches around the country who would prefer not to play an option team on only a few days' notice. So We need guys like Rocky Long when he was coaching San Diego State, right? He was up for the challenge of a playing army. They, they, they were looking forward to a game like that. You know, that's, that's the type of guys you need. And, you know, you just look at – and we talked about this. You, you know, you have four SEC teams that have, I think, that are under 500. There's two and seven, two and eight teams that are, are playing in the postseason. And we, and we said before, we get it. It's 2020. It's, it's a pandemic football year. But why should those schools take away from – a team like Army, who, who's nine and two, and you know should be playing in the postseason. I mean, the no, I, I agree. I agree with that, and it was really nice to see it on social media. Obviously, the outcry from our fan base is is one thing, but then to see people completely unaffiliated with Army football and, and just college football fans in general reacting to this and seeing that we are getting currently getting snubbed, uh, while all these other teams who had, I'm sorry, mediocre to even as I'll go far, so far as to say not great years getting bowls when seemingly some of the better kids in the country just by the sheer fact that they're at West Point are getting subbed is um, something that I think will play a factor in this. I, I, I think I don't think you can be people who make these decisions for these games and be blind to all the uh, outcry and, and backlash that we're seeing today uh, in Army's favor. One of the hardest part that I, I saw as far as the whole bowl situation is to be an independent team and to get that early tie-in is so critical. I mean, we were a very strong team a couple of years ago and almost got left out. And so for us is, you know, we have to make those commitments early, make sure that we're not on the outside, obviously with the SEC, Big Ten, Pac-12, you know, Big 12 all locked into the big bowl games. And there's uh, the remaining games that are out there, it's slim pickings. And, and to us is if we come in at 500 or maybe a game or two over 500, the likelihood of getting into a bowl game for Army without being affiliated with the strong conference, it, it's an uphill climb. Affiliated with any conference is even a tough uphill climb because, mm -hmm. see, there's tie-ins from the Conference USA, from the MAC, from the AAC, and everywhere else. So uh, it's, a, it's a difficult challenge. In a way, it was one of those – we, had, we committed early. That's the bowl game we were going to go to. Now, unfortunately, we're stuck. We're stuck yeah. with that decision. And uh, it's tough now to now negotiate our ways out of there and find a new way. But, again, is looking back on it, we got the right team to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you look like uh – Look at into the future, right? Um, we have Army has conference uh, a bowl ties with the uh, Independence Bowl in 2022 and 2024. Now we don't know what college football. We hope college football is back to normal then, and you'll they'll be you'll go back to a similar system where teams will not want to opt out and want to play uh, actually postseason football, right? So uh, we'll, we'll, that's something to monitor. But how much? How much? We don't know. Maybe it's not our place to even say, but we just don't know how much work the Independence Bowl people put in to finding an opponent for Army. Yeah, so. I, you know, I, 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 
we're going to speculate and I always would like to give people the benefit of the doubt that they're going to do what's in the best interest of, of the teams involved. Uh, but just <laughs> short of having all that knowledge and, and being on the conference calls and in the meetings, uh, just as a, as a fan, it doesn't seem like the full effort was made to me personally. I'll say that. I, and not, not on our end, clearly not on our end. Uh, but from the other folks involved, it does not seem as though a full effort was made. And if you, if, if someone from those bodies has proof that a hundred percent effort was made, show me, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll accept that I was wrong, but I, I just don't believe the way this shook out that every possible avenue was exercised. Cons, even for self-serving reasons, why wouldn't you want the show to go on? You committed to this game forever, and now it's on the doorstep. You're six days away, and all of a sudden you're going to back out of it. To me, I think, you know, as selfish as it may seem, but for the Independence Bowl standpoint, I would have done everything to keep that game on the dockets. And if you see that the conferences that are out there, SEC sending 11 teams regardless of their, their record. They're sending 11 team to bowl games, which means they were fully committed to football uh, when they kicked off to all the way through the bowl season. And, and in that general area to where, you know, you have the Southern teams, you have that South contingent that seem more supportive of the NCAA going on. The Big Ten and the Pac-12 with the slow starts out of the gates. To me, as I think one way or the other, the Independence Bowl deep down inside really wanted to make it happen. And so to me, it's one of those, partner up with the powers that be and try and, you know, whether it's social media or whether it's through that highly political nature of the NCAA to try and negotiate through this thing and get that game done. Yeah. So I guess a couple questions need to be asked here. Um, so right now it seems like what Mike Buddy's statement that Army's still hopeful that maybe they could find a, a bowl to play in. So does that mean if um, said team, let's see, Tennessee, uh, all of a sudden comes down, they have some COVID testing results come back, and now they can't play in the bowl game. Is Army just waiting to hear from, from a, a team to, to back down to step into a bowl game, or are we, or is it still the independence uh, bowl still in play? I, I, I don't know how that's going to work out. You know, so. I, I, I think that's, that's anybody's guess in, in terms of how it plays out from here. Um, I, I'm, I'm reading between the lines from Mr. Buddy's statement. I don't think he would have said the things that he did if there weren't a few options on the table right now that they are trying to make happen uh, and going to every extent possible to make those options happen. Um, but also, it, I think it comes down to really like what I said earlier. You know, are teams willing to play us uh, on a short notice? And I don't, I don't know that there's a lot of teams who are willing to do that. Even they'll, you know, there will be. Plenty of teams will say like, oh, well, they're not that good. It shouldn't matter. But, well, you know, I think the proof's in the pudding and, the, you know, the, the facts are that we are that good. And to then prepare for us is, is a tall task. So uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, I think also you have to look in, like you were saying, just to prepare for offense, right, to prepare for the triple option. How about the defense, too? The defense is one of the best in the nation. And Nate Woody's shown that he'll, he, he'll, he can prepare – Again, some of the best uh, schemes and the best, better teams that Army's faced on the schedule. So, I mean, it's, I guess this is a lot for a school to consider, but wouldn't they want a payday? You know, yeah, but also, also, you know, just because 
any team only has a few days to prepare for us, but we only have the same amount of time to prepare for them. It's not like we can just go into a game unprepared. So we still have to prepare for an opponent as well. So I I think that kind of levels the playing field. It does, but I think that mindset as far as, uh, you know, who's, I guess, who's got it on upstairs to really take this type of stuff on. I think we would, uh, but I think in far as maybe even to go as far to say as the SEC, uh, the Big 12, the Pac-12, they're going to protect the brand. So to send one of their teams that's representing their conference uh, on short notice to face an option football team that has really had some great years over the last five-plus years, three of the last four have been spectacular. Uh, I think it's more of a you got to protect the shield a little bit as well. I mean, your your reputation is out there. And, uh, you know, I mean, I hate to say it, but, you know, get beat by a little old army. Uh, that's not going to bode well uh, with the boards, many boards of directors at the massive universities within the Power Five conferences. Anybody that's listening to the podcast right now, if you'd like to drop in your comments or have any questions for us, um, feel free to do that. Um, you look at the mantra of this team this year, guys, right? It's Jeff Munkin, they've had to face this a couple times with the BYU game being canceled and the Air Force game being postponed. They, they'll, they, essentially, Jeff Munkin said, we'll play anybody anywhere, right? So, uh, I mean, let's see if um, another school is or another school is ready to jump into that and, and, and play Army because it seems like I, – I, I think you guys are right. It doesn't have to be Shreveport. It could be, any, it could be anywhere. I think this team – has the capabilities to travel, um, and we'll take on anybody. We'll, we'll take on anybody. You know, you, you were you were hoping for a ranked team like Jim when we were talking last night. And you were saying Arizona State. I'm like, eh, you know, but you, you, I guess you can't be too choosy with a, with a sexy matchup, so to speak, right? Especially right now. So. No, but on that side too is that you know we had BYU on our schedule. It's a number sixteen team that we could have potentially locked up once again in an Independence Bowl with BYU. Two. You know, very, very good football teams going at it when we were already on the docket. So why not? Yeah, Alex Funderburg just posted that. It, it just came out that BYU was uh, maybe slate to play Army. And not BYU, Boise State. I apologize. Boise State was slate to play Army. And uh, looks like Boise State was backed out of the game. You know, we have no confirmation on that. But it may, going back to what you were saying, Connor, you know, going back to maybe, hey, we don't want to. We want to practice uh, for against this team or play this team. So, I mean, I don't get it. I mean, boys. Yeah, you know what the other thing that, that kind of irks me is, you know, people say like, oh, you know, even if we go and, and they, everyone thinks that they'll just go beat up on us. I mean, look at look at our bowl bowls in the last few years. Like, um, I'm sorry, well, what's our record in, in, in bowl games the last few years? And uh, what was the, what was the score of that last bowl game we played in? Oh yeah, that's right, seventy, seventy, yeah. We had a lot of points, 70-14, maybe, against Houston. Right. So so maybe, maybe you know, playing against the Army isn't what I think some of these schools uh, might think it is. And it yeah. holds a little bit more weight. There was a good question here, uh, Jim. I don't know if you saw the question pop up about when do you pull the plug? When do you uh, send the, you know, say, say the players, okay, we're not, we're not going to be able to get a game in and send them home, especially around the holidays, too, where they've been at the academy since, what, May 31st? Yeah. And, you know, um, what, what, do you keep keep the hope going? Because you don't necessarily have to play on Saturday. This, you'll have uh, to play a bowl game. Oh, no. Saturday, what, right? Now that we're out of the Independence Bowl, I mean, they could push this thing back, I, I would say, till the, the end of December, uh, yeah. you know, and, and play it then. 
I'm just seeing now on Twitter, Brett McMurphy tweeted that um, uh, Mr. Buddy told Stadium, if there are any teams with COVID spikes this week, we will be ready to take their spot. Anyone, anywhere. So there you go. Enough said, yeah. It is. And uh, Cons, I think the toughest thing, and, and you could probably appreciate this, is you know the balance between being a football player and being a cadet. Uh, there's not much time you get a chance to be a cadet and go home and spend time home with families. And so you, you wonder how much of that is going on at the academy. When do we cut these guys loose? When do we give them a breather? How much can we possibly even adjust schedules based on, you know, uh, us with the potential to, to show great light on the academy? So that's a tough one to balance, I think, is realistically is, you know, treating uh, these college athletes uh, like any other uh, I think is the toughest challenge because they're not, you know, there's so many other obligations and things that you got to balance out through a cadet career. I don't want to go hard down that road because to me is if you picked, I'd say we're playing football. I don't care if I gave up my whole Christmas break. I don't care if I gave up my summer. It's all about, you know, representing army football uh, on the premier stage in a bowl game. Uh, to me, I'd be all in on that, but you have to weigh the balance. You know uh, we, we do have senior level uh, army officers that also have a decision in that. No, you're, I mean, the mental health certainly is a concern of the football players of the, the Corps of Cadets as a whole. Uh, being, you know, obviously the Corps of Cadets got to go home after last week. Um, so, you know, I would hope that if we do, in fact, find ourselves in a bowl game, it wouldn't be too far out because, yes, I do think it is time that these these players do, do get a break and the coaches as well uh, because there's only you know, so much that people I, – I think if anybody could put up with being in at their campus – since May 31st, it is Army. It is the Army coaches, the Army players. Um, but at the same time, they're still human. They deserve a break at this point, especially after uh, such a great season. I'm starting to hear the canteen cup clank against the bars a little bit. Yeah. You know, <laughs> get us out of here. Right. Uh, on the other side of that is, then again, is you got a good coaching staff hiding behind them say, just, just a little bit long, just one more. Yeah, just hold more on. out there. Hold on. Yeah, just hold on. Because then, I mean uh, – a few days at home, I would sacrifice a few days at home if I had a, a bull ring to go along with my CIC ring. Yeah. They're yeah. running out of fingers. Right. <laughs> if you looked at the goal board, uh, the goal board for the team this year, I'm sure that, you know, winning a bowl game was, was uh, below the CIC, no doubt, and beat Navy, but it was, I'm sure it was on the goal board this year. It always is. So uh, especially after last year's five and eight season. And, uh, you know, I just coming from uh, I, I covered sports in New York and just seeing how things dragged on there and in, in the area that I covered didn't get a chance to play the high school athletes. They kept on giving them hope, giving them hope, giving them hope. And yet they then they would pull the plug on things. This is a little different situation, but you're right with the mental health of uh, of, of athletes right now. You know, you, you don't want to you know, you don't want to drag it on too much. I'm sure by midweek, we'd probably hear something. Um, especially with COVID tests too, you know? Yeah, the, well, the problem is, is it, you got to make a, a very tough decision because if you, if you send everybody home and then the next day you find out, Oh wait, we can go play in this ball. That might be very difficult to get all your players back on short notice. Uh, because again, we have, we have players from all over the country. It's not, we're not a regional school where people are driving a couple hours to go home. We have guys who are going to be flying home to all parts of the country. So I would hope if, if we do get the news, it comes sooner rather than later, just because I think it would be a logistical nightmare otherwise. I think the mental health aspect for the football team, I think they're probably in really good spirits. And tell you the truth is my mental health uh, 25 years ago 
was getting to the stadium and uh, stopped getting my tail whipped in physics. So mm-hmm. the fact that just getting up there, and I think that it, it's a great release. I think being around your guys, I mean, tell you the truth, spending time last night with one of my brothers, Adrian Kalam, last night, uh, it, it brings you back to a good place. And so mm-hmm. mental health, I think, for the football team and any athletic team uh, at West Point right now is probably a little bit stronger uh, than uh, the core cadets that just finished up finals and, and flew home. So I think they're in a good place there. It's just the the uncertainty and, and that type of question mark in the back of their mind saying, you know, what, what's next for us? I think that's the most unsettling part uh, leading into the potential bowl game. I have an off-topic story about what uh, Connor was talking about when you send, um, you know, the athletes home and then if then a game pops up. In the 2010 Armed Forces Bowl, uh, there was a snowstorm before um, the, the game in the East. And I guess that for some reason, players were – individually finding their some players were individually finding their ways to the bowl game and there was a i can't remember the player's name from army but there was a, a a an upperclassman who didn't make the game because it's all his all his flights were canceled out of the east and he can, couldn't get to the get to the game or the field i don't know if you hop in the car at that point and try to get to dallas but um yeah that's just a story that popped into my head it's it's totally off topic here but uh just my reporter you know my my reporter's brain going on here so well, hopefully we, we don't have to worry about kids, you know, driving or riding a bicycle to get themselves to wherever we play this bowl game. No doubt. So you guys are pretty hopeful that there'll be a, a 12th game for Army, or, or, or where, where do you guys stand right now? I, I would say just based on the fact that Mr. Beretta and Mr. Buddy and their staffs were able to put together a complete season when we had nobody to play. I I would give it an eighty percent chance that we play a bowl game. I'm I'm probably at eighty percent, eighty five percent. Cons, that's bold. Uh, I mean, and and uh, scary. Uh, I'm with you. Uh, I'd I'd say eighty twenty is uh, probably good odds. And mm-hmm. and to take a two game season and turn it into a full slate, uh, that's miraculous. And so to me, as much as we're talking about who's the MVPs and who's a, it's Bob Beretta. Bob Beretta has got to be the MVP for Army football this year, aside from the coaching staff and the players, is that type of support is really what's turned our program into a legitimate program, a program that not too many teams are just taking us on for an open date anymore. And uh, to me, is 80% is good, especially when there's there's legitimate open dates that are still out there. I mean, there's uh, right now on you know Monday 28th, there's a bowl game uh, right now and military bowl, you know. I don't know. Is the Navy Marine Corps Stadium at Navy? Yeah. Would they welcome us down in their home turf? Uh, maybe. I don't, think, I don't think so. I mean, I talked to Jeff Munkin about like playing a game in Navy Stadium, and he was totally against it. Now the situations are totally different in the situation, right? Where you know you, you need to find a, a bowl game. Would they? Would Jeff Munkin uh, put that aside and, and, and play a game at, at Navy Marine Corps Stadium? Uh, we'll see. You know, it's weird. I, I saw earlier on that North Carolina State. I can't remember the bowl game that they were that they're going to, but there, it was TBD on it. Who were they? Who were they were going to play? I'm I'm pretty sure they probably filled it out by now. But it's just, I mean, I, I, that's just the time we're in, I guess. And uh, I guess it's a, a keep keep your eyes on social media and keep your eyes on our accounts. And then, and if we hear anything, we'll definitely uh, pass it along. And you know, hopefully Army gets that twelve. Hopefully Army gets that twelfth game uh, to finish out a really man. If they were able to get a bowl game and they were able to win their fourth straight bowl game under Jeff Munkin and have another ten win season under Jeff Munkin, I mean, 
yeah, the CIC trophy's nice, right? That would be it, certainly the icing on the season, no doubt, I think, guys. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Appreciate you guys coming on and talking some Army football with us and, and this bowl, in this bowl scenario here. Uh, be sure to follow Connor and Jim on social media. Give them a follow, and uh, we'll, be, we'll be back with all kinds of breaking news here on the Black Knight Nation podcast. Connor and Jim, thanks for the time. Great. Thanks, thanks gentlemen.